Thank you for joining me again. Hey, this is Paco, and this is just the tip. This is where I bring you the tips of our everyday conversations that we have in this industry, whether it's with a manufacturer, whether it's with my colleagues, or whether it's with an integrator. We want to bring you tips that will hopefully make you more successful out there in the field. With that said, I have Chris Neiman from Sure Incorporated with me today. Chris, if you would do me a favor and just tell us a little bit more about what you do for us and the end users at Sure. Absolutely. So I'm part of the market development group. And yeah, we we focus on uh, rep firms, end users, et cetera. And we really, our job description is kind of wide and varied, but at the end of the day, we help bring new products to market. We also we also gather information from the field and bring that back to our engineers to help you know create better products. So, uh, hearing good things, uh, how to improve our products is always important. We help with everything from design on the front end to helping commission the system on the back end if there's challenges and things like that. So, uh, as I think I mentioned before, you know, we just we do whatever we're told. And uh, so when Paco tells me to do something, hopefully we. Uh, we could get it done. Chris, um, a, a thought kind of came to mind the other day. I was talking with a dealer and we were talking about how to capture better audio, I guess, for the hybrid classroom. And I know that's something that sure has been working on. Yeah, absolutely. This boy, because of COVID, the, the, the classrooms, this has become a major focus. Um, and certainly with some government money flowing in, everyone's thinking about this, but sometimes I think, you know, Money can get spent uh, without enough thought going into it. So I'm, you know, frankly, look, I think it was George Lucas that said something like the sound and music are fifty percent of an in, of entertainment value in a movie itself. Well, you know, when it comes to some kind of a hybrid learning environment, um, a class with video. Or, or without video, still a class, right? Is we can still hear it, but if the audio is poor or bad, everyone becomes disengaged and falling asleep, maybe on the far end, not really listening. In fact, we even did a just as a side note, we did a um, uh, a study, and it turns out that eighty one percent of attendees feel that flawless audio quality is four times more important. So, uh, you know, we. We want to help folks focus on where their biggest impact can be made in these spaces. Now, it's important to remember that technology doesn't fix everything, right? We we can't, it's not always possible to, the old saying, you know, shove a square peg in a round hole kind of thing. So right, right. if your space, uh, your classroom, whatever, has really bad HVAC noise and rumbling, or if it's next to some, some like the gym class, they're just always screaming and yelling, or usually like here in my office when my kids are outside screaming and yelling at me. Um, all of those things, even projector fans that are whizzing away in the space can cause real challenges and problems uh, with the far end audio. Now, um, some of these classrooms also, you think about maybe where they're being um, where they're being held. If they're in larger spaces like gyms or something, a real reverberant or reflective spaces, 
um, this can cause problems as well. So how do we overcome a lot of this stuff? And, oh, and by the way, we didn't even talk about there can be electronic problems too in your system that can cause distortion or other uh, poor audio quality for the far end that, that aren't even part of the actual acoustic space, but they're instead electronic. So all of these things here kind of compound together to potentially create a very perfect storm uh, and poor audio quality. So what are some of the things that we can do to help overcome this in the classroom environment? Well, first of all, certainly there's construction. Uh, if there's a poor quality room, it may need to actually have a hammer taken to it. Um, there might not be money for that. So think about maybe different environments that you can uh, uh, hold class in that would be a little bit more isolated and not so susceptible to all this noise and such. Um, from an electronic standpoint, what can we do with microphones? Well, the first best beneficial thing you can do is actually get microphones closer to the talkers. Um, for instance, here, I'm on a close talker microphone and I can just illustrate very quickly and easily. If I just turn my head and now you're hearing indirect audio or reflected sound, you can still hear me, but boy, it just does not sound quite as good as direct sound. Uh, we always want to try to have as much direct sound as possible for the case that I just illustrated. Much cleaner, much easier to listen to. Um, and so how do I apply that in these learning spaces? Well, if you're in a large classroom, a large learning space, uh, we're talking, you know, uh, 30, 40, 50 people or more, oftentimes those classrooms are equipped with uh, wireless microphones. And this has been a great way for a uh, professor or teacher to be able to lecture and the whole classroom be able to hear them if there's sound reinforcement there. We can take that same microphone feed and send it to our uh, conference system, whether it's Zoom or whatever type of system you guys are using in your own higher ed location. Anyway, provides for this great crystal clean uh, you know, sound. However, one of the challenges in the day and age of COVID is that nobody wants to touch anything and I don't blame them. I didn't want to touch it before COVID. Snotty fingers are on that thing last, and then what you know? What am I touching? And it, anyway, <laughs> so even in these large spaces, you could consider other devices that are more touchless. Um, whether that be anything from like a gooseneck microphone that's permanently mounted, or maybe portable via wireless. Uh, I don't have to touch it. I do have to stay within range of it. I can't just walk the whole classroom and have it pick me up. But if I did want to be able to walk, say, for instance, the whole front board, the front uh, area, there are other devices like our MXA 910 or maybe even our MXA 710 that can be mounted uh, in the ceiling. The 710 can go on the wall uh, above or below the, you know, the marker board or beside the marker board, something like that, the display, whatever might be up front. Um, and now it is completely touchless, basically. The, the audio just picks up. Uh, as required. And, and that type of technology pattern can be found in many different applications all throughout the different size classrooms, you know, all the way down to like a, a little small room, like a library room, a little huddle room, a little conference uh, space. Uh, I meant to say library study room, where maybe even just a single microphone on the table, uh, again, that does not have to be touched. Uh, can be fed into a system and provide for clean, clear audio. As long as the microphone's not too far away, everything works great. 
and and are you seeing like the the same the same scenario being used with wireless mics as well? Because I've seen it happen quite a bit, where even though they'll throw a uh, um, a lapel on a, an, an instructor like that, a professor, they're still utilizing the nine tens or seven tens somewhere in that room. Yes, yeah. In fact, there's um, there's even a um, another kind of. Uh, evolution of that whole system where lecture capture was like little choir mics, little MX-202s hanging down all over the space. And I don't know who thought that was a great idea. It was really the only thing that we had for the longest time. And students would have to listen in because they missed the lecture. And really the only focus was they had to be able to hear the professor. Well, this is probably the most important thing I can say about a COVID era Uh, hybrid learning environment is that no longer is it just about what the professor says. We are trying to uh, have an engaging environment where, you know, perhaps only a a quarter or a third of the students can be in the space. The rest of them have to be participating from, you know, their screen in front of their, their dorm or wherever they're sitting. So everyone's input now is equally as important uh, frankly, because no longer is it just about hearing the professor, it's about having real engagement live in real time. So uh, that audio pickup in that room is is critical. And so to your point, absolutely, Paco, we can have that professor on a lavalier and then we can use 910s or 710s to capture all the rest of the conversation that happens in the space. And I'll take that one step further Again, in some of these very large spaces, uh, we're helping deploy systems that are called voice lift systems. And this is where, you know, a student in, let's say, the northwest corner of the room, for instance, starts to speak and their voice comes out of loudspeakers that are on the southeast side, so to speak, um, and and vice versa. So that uh, voice lift really helps provide a very uh, natural, even uh, sounding audio quality all throughout the room. It's not sound reinforcement. This is simply trying to make up for what happens naturally is that student at the far back of the room talks as their voice drops off over distance, basically. It gets reinforced into the room. So again, you have to have at least 25 feet b- b- from a talker to a listener for this type of system to be deployed correctly. You wouldn't put this in a small or medium-sized um, classroom. It needs to go in a much more uh, larger space, like a lecture hall or something like that. But all of these technologies coming together um, can be done. And it can be done, frankly, with nearly all sure products here. It would seem like a really bad situation when, or for the far end, as well as people in the same room, when somebody proposes a question in the audience and and you can't hear what it is, or, or and somebody's like, you know, hey, what was that? That's all critical to the hybrid classroom and and making sure that people understand what's what's being done. Absolutely. There's a couple other things that we've seen in higher ed. Uh, that have been very helpful. We have a system called the MXCW system. And this is a wireless system that is kind of an all-in-one. There's a microphone and there's a loudspeaker on board. And you can have up to 125 of these things, you know, in a single space. I'm thinking about like cafeterias or gymnasiums or multi-purpose rooms where you can't install something necessarily permanently. It, it has to be more portable. 
And so mm-hmm. that MXCW system really fits the bill where you can just throw these units out wherever students are, whatever the configuration is, it's quick and easy to set up. And I don't have to install a sound system. <laughs> you know, I can, I can use like our P300 to connect this to mm-hmm. my Zoom system if I wanted to, or Teams or whatever, again, soft codec you're using. Um, the other thing that we hear comes up a lot is, well, we don't have the money to outfit every single classroom. So is there a por- another portable solution? for the smaller to medium-sized classrooms, answers absolutely. A lot of folks are building like mobile carts that have a display, a camera on board. And then for instance, you you could put like our MXA 710 mounted right to that display. Everything's on wheels. You just, you can wheel it from classroom to classroom yep. Yep. and uh, be able to have have that interconnectivity again and that, that conferencing uh, ability uh, in, in multiple classrooms now as needed instead of installing it everywhere several options there for the hybrid classrooms. Um, I think that that's uh, um, something that is going to continue continue to grow for us. Um, I don't see that going away anytime soon. Chris, I appreciate your time today. We want to invite all you listening out there. Please send us your thoughts on what you want to hear. Um, this is how we develop this. This is how we bring to you what you are looking for in the field. Email us at reps at protechm.com with your um, ideas, and we'll be sure to get these published. Chris, thank you for your time. Absolutely. Thanks, Paco.